Oh, control your mind, control your life. Think different theory, baby. That's what we do. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty. Guys, I got to tell you, uh, just to kick off this show, I got to tell you how awesome it is to have a show. I love having a podcast. I really, really do. And mo most importantly, I love having a show that does not rely on me having to be politically correct or have to follow the rules or rely on sponsors and keep them happy. Uh, I mean, I get to say whatever I want. I get to wear whatever I want. Look at this pink shirt. What do you guys think of this pink shirt? I freaking love it. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you're listening on audio, you got to go check it out. I got a pink shirt on today. Uh, and I'm feeling good about everything. But um, today, I'm just, I'm really thankful for um, the ability to have free speech. We're in the middle of uh, 31 days of positivity right now. I haven't, I haven't posted every day on Facebook. I try to. Uh, any day that I post anything else, I make sure to make a positivity post. But there's been a couple days right, so far where I've just been off of social media and it's been great. And so I haven't posted anything um, because, you know, 31 days of positivity. I'm only, I'm only going to post something if I'm on social media. But anyway, guys, I love having a show. I love running Think Different Theory. I love, um, you know, some people are like, Josh, you're not doing the podcast right, right? You're not, you haven't niched down. You haven't perfectly defined your audience. You haven't, you know, done the thing that normal podcasts do. And you know what? You're absolutely right because <clears throat> this is a different type of show. This is, this is my way to communicate to the world. Um, and uh, kind of share my views. And we're gonna actually be talking about that to here today. We're gonna be talking about why I got political a little bit. Actually, for a minute there, I kind of got um, uh, very political um, for a second. But uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about that. But uh, I started this show, it, it's my way to, to talk to you guys, my way to talk to the world, and to, to stress test ideas, all right? This is very important. One of the reasons that I'm so confident in what I believe, one of the reasons that um, I'm able to be as controversial as I am, um, but really, I mean, stand my ground and uh, really be able to back up everything is because I do what I call stress testing ideas. I literally go and I, ha I put out information or I put out ideas, put out topics, and I welcome criticism and feedback. A lot of people, they don't like to be criticized. They don't like you know negative feedback or whatever it is on um, their uh, content, but I love it because I either uh, am right and it proves that I'm right because I'm able to defend uh, myself. And I don't, if I'm right, if, if, I, if my viewpoint holds up, then I'll, I'll just let it I don't care who gets upset at me. I'll just let it defend itself. Uh, or if I'm wrong, if I get feedback back from something uh, or from someone that I that can improve my point of view, uh, that can improve uh, my thought process, then my arguments in the future get stronger. And so I welcome feedback. I use this show. I use my content on social media and my following to stress test my ideas. And uh, that's actually part of the reason that I got, got political in the first place. And uh, that's what we're gonna talk about here today. I wanna talk to you about uh, the reason I got political, give you a little insight into my mind um, and, and the reason that I have done what I have done and, and where I'm kind of going with the brand. And I don't really know 100% the answer to, to where we're going 100% yet. But there's a, a very specific reason um, that I went and got political in the way that I got political. Uh, talked about Trump heavily in the way that I got, uh, or talked about Trump, and uh, we're gonna be uh, talking about that here today. All right, before we dive in here, let me go um, do, 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 and put my computer, I'm sorry, I forgot to put my computer on, do not disturb me, people are texting me. All right, guys, here's the deal. Um, guys, growing up, and let's start here. Growing up, I grew up, um, well, from age, so just quick backstory for those of you that don't know, I grew up from age 
I was born in Wisconsin, and at age one, I moved to California, suburbs of, of Los Angeles with uh, my mom and dad, all right? So um, I had uh, an older brother at the time. He's passed away now, but an older brother at the time. My mom, my dad, we, we moved out to Los Angeles um, and the suburbs there. My dad ended up working for his brother for about 10 years or so uh, there in California. Then long story short, my dad quit his job, sold the home, uh, packed eight kids at the time. So there was, there's eight of us, seven still living. I have six younger siblings, one older. Uh, packed us all in the back of an RV and we started driving across country. Had no idea where we were going. We thought maybe we'd end up in Vermont. And uh, that was when I was, I turned 11 years old on the drive out and my parents ended up in Indiana. How we ended up in Indiana, why we stopped there, why we stayed there, I don't really know. All I know is my parents found a church. They fell in love with it. They're still at that church uh, to this day, by the way, um, which is pretty fascinating. But anyway, so at age 11, I moved across country and at age 12, we moved to a farm. So basically my entire childhood got uprooted and at age 12, we ended up on this farm in um, just, it's the Northeast part of Indiana. Uh, it's just just Northeast of Fort Wayne. Um, so a lot of you guys uh, know in there is a little place uh, up there by Auburn, uh, Indiana actually. So it's not Auburn, but right outside of there. Anyway, from age 12 to age 21, when I left home, I grew up on a farm. And I will tell you something, guys. Our nearest neighbor was a half a mile away. Uh, we did not. I did not come from money. My dad did not come from money. We, you know, hardworking, middle-class family. My dad uh, drove the se a semi-truck. My parents own a little plot of 22 acres out there. And um, for, for the next 10 years of my life, or I guess it was, you know, nine years of my life before I ended up leaving home, I grew up on this farm, this little 22-acre farm. Our nearest neighbor um, was about, like I said, about a half mile away. And I helped him farm. He farmed anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 acres. Uh, and then, oh, goodness gracious, my whole screen just tweaked out. All right, uh, he farmed anyway from 12 to 1,500 acres, and then uh, there was another farmer down the way that uh, farmed about four or 5,000 acres, so relatively decent-sized farms, nothing like crazy, crazy massive, but corn, beans, um, you know, straw, wheat. Uh, we had some animals and stuff like that, and so for nine years, I grew up on a farm. I had nothing handed to me. And uh, I was homeschooled on top of that. So uh, when you're homeschooled, you grow up on a farm and uh, your nearest neighbor lives a half mile away. You don't see people a whole lot. You spend most of your life working, right? Either working or in school. We raised animals. I butchered chickens. I, uh, you know, we had, you know, my, my parents were big into organic. So all of our land was organic, organic chicken, organic um, cows. We had, um, you know, um, non-grass fed, all, all grass, or I'm sorry, non-grain fed, all grass fed cattle. And I grew up there, Right. And I have a point with all this. I'm going to bring this around full circle. And the reason I tell you that is because my entire life, I, I was led to believe in hard work. That is what I was taught. That's not only what I taught. It's what I saw. It's what I lived. It's what I knew. And if you wanted something, you worked for it. You were up at five o'clock in the morning, right? You were out there milking the goats or the cows. You were taking care of the animals. You were up before the sun. You were out working until the sun went down. And then you came in and you, you did your chores inside and, and you worked. That's what you did, right? And my parents didn't have a whole lot of money, right? They were, you know, my, uh, I don't want to say we always live paycheck to paycheck, but you know, there was a lot of times when someday my, my dad was a truck driver, right? And so he drove hazardous materials and there was good seasons and bad seasons, right? There was seasons when there was no money and there were seasons when, you know, stuff was a little bit more plentiful and work was there. And so, you know, we just kind of went through seasons of life and that's how it was. That's how it worked. Right. And so when I graduated high school, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to college. Uh, I don't think college is for me. I want to be my own boss. I want to become, I thought I wanted to become a farmer, but I just wanted to get rich. And I thought for whatever reason, I thought you're going to get rich if you're a farmer jokes on me. Anyway, 
I was like, I'm going to be my own boss. And so at age uh, 18, uh, I was 18, almost 19. I graduated from high school. I bought myself my first pickup truck. I paid uh, cash for it. And, um, and it was, it was, I was super excited, right? I, I, had, I had a pickup truck. I was going to go begin farming. And, and that's what I did. I, I, I started a farming business with my neighbor uh, about a year and a year and a half into it. It did not, did not end up well. Um, long, very, very long story short, I started that farming business. And uh, my business partner, my neighbor at the time, my business partner, his wife divorced him. It basically bankrupt the company and, and we went under, right? You know, basically. And, and I walked away. I didn't, I didn't go into debt over it, thankfully. Um, but, uh, I lost everything. I lost, I, you know, put a year and a half into this. I worked, you know, 80, 90 hours a week. It was on a farming le legitimately every single night. I would work night shift overnight at a granary. I would calm my back. I invest into that farm. And you know what? Everything that I've ever had in life, I have worked for my, my parents didn't hand me money, right? Uh, the government didn't hand me money. I didn't get loans. Like I worked for everything that I had. All right. And then around the age of, uh, of 20 years old, I was still trying to get to figure out the farming thing, had a really, really bad year in farming. Once again, lost everything, had nothing. And I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to start college now up until 20 years old. I want you to think about this up until I was 20 years old, nobody's handed me anything. And I have grown up on the farm thinking, believing, knowing, and seeing that if you want something, you work for it. You work for it. You don't rely on the politicians. You don't rely on anybody else. You go, you get your butt up at five o'clock in the freaking morning if you have to, or four o'clock in the morning. You stay up all night if you have to. You do whatever it is that it takes to get it done. I watched my dad work 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. I watched my neighbors work 80, 90 hour weeks. I watched my, you know what I mean? Nobody worked harder than my, my mom and my dad. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like that's what it was. And then I left. And then I went out into the real world and I got a job and um, I started school. And very quickly, I started to realize that the mentality of the world was not like that of the farmer, was not like that of the person that took responsibility for their life. All of a sudden, I looked at my college classmates and they were complaining about being broke because their parents wouldn't give them money. And I was like, I'm broke too, but I don't look to my parents to give me money. I saw people complaining that they had to show up to work. That baffled me. You just, what else was there to do? You worked. That's how you made money. That's how you did something. I looked, watched other people and I, and I jumped around from job to job. I didn't last very long in college, but for the time that I was in college, the time that I had, I had a serving job. I worked at Olive Garden. I worked night shift at a, at a hardware distribution factory. I worked night shift at a granary. Um, I worked, I, where else I worked? I interned at a radio station, right? Like I was always active. I was always trying to get stuff, making extra money, making extra cash. I drove for Uber. I flipped stuff on Craigslist. I never made excuses ever in my life. And my parents, my parents never gave me money. When I moved out, I was dead freaking broke when I moved out. My car, when I moved out, I had to duct tape my windows shut because I didn't have any money, right? And I didn't look to the government. And by the way, when I went to college, I went to a community college. And then there was a, a couple classes that I took at a, a, a college that wasn't a community college, but it partnered with the community college. And um, I had to pay for everything. I didn't take government loans. I, I could have went and got government loans, but I didn't right? I didn't take government money. I didn't take government scholarship. I didn't take student aid. None of it. I went and I worked my butt off. And if I couldn't afford the classes, I, instead of going to class, I went and picked up more hours at work or I went and got another job. And so for, for years, this is what I did. And when I realized that at, you know, when I was, um, I don't know, 21, 22 years old, I think it was about 22 years old, uh, when I got into uh, to entrepreneurship, I was selling life and health insurance at the time for companies, right? I was an insurance salesman. 
Um, and you know, I was at a small company there locally and I was driving around. I knocked on 500 doors one summer and made one sale, right? My son, I didn't make a whole lot of money, but I learned, I mean, I was dead, dead, dead broke, right? But I learned these valuable assets and, 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 and I will say this, I mean, that was up and down, right? I just took my money and I put it into education or I put it into fixing my car or I put it into courses. I put it into books. I, like I put it into studying and learning and doing right. And, um, I hired a coach when I was uh, 22 years old. It was my last $3,000. I literally went down. I, I remember, I, in fact, I just told this story to, to Leah the other day. I, I literally, I remember uh, one day, I was. this is shortly after I got into entrepreneurship. I wasn't an entrepreneur yet. I wanted to learn how to sell. This guy got me on a sales call. He pitched me and I didn't have the money. He said, how much do you have? All right, I said, listen, dude, I, in my savings account right now, I literally only have $3,000. And then in my checking account, I have, I have just enough money to pay the bills this month. And he's like, all right, give me $3,000. I'll teach you, blah, blah, blah. I ended up, I had no idea what I was doing, investing my last $3,000 into this. And I remember about a week or two later, I remember walking, it was a Saturday. I came back, I, I fell, fell on my bed, face up, looking at the ceiling, thinking, what the F did I just do? I am completely broke. I have $54 to my name, $54, or maybe it was 57. It was like 50 bucks, all right? It's over a week, and, you know, it's like a week until payday, over a week until payday. What did I do? What, what have I done? I'm completely broke, all right? And I went through that. I went through that abyss. I went through that moment of my life and I was broke. And guess what? I thought that was a bad time in life. I thought I was broke then. Then I got into entrepreneurship and then I figured out, okay, you know, I, I read the dot-com secrets from Russell Brunson. I started doing stuff on Instagram. I started flipping stuff on Craigslist more, Right. Why? Because I wanted to quit my job. And for the next three years, maybe it was, it was about three years. For the next three years, I hustled and I worked and I hustled and I worked and I lived in $450 a month apartments driving a beat up car. I slept in my car rather than renting hotels when I would go to conferences. I couldn't fly afford to fly places. So I, so I took my car and I would drive hundreds of miles to go to different conferences or go meet up with mentors. And I did this for years and years and years and years. And I'm only 26 years old, guys. I had my first job when I was 14. I was butchering, raising and butchering chickens with my own money at 16, right? And I was broke this whole time. So if you took the time where I first started my first business at 16 years old, that was a decade ago, a decade ago. And just now in the past two years, year and a half to two years, have things finally really started to take off for me. Have I really become financially well, well off, right? Have I really had enough savings to where I could quit and not work for five or six months and my, my you know, life would not change at all, right? Only then after that. But I went through hell and back. I slept on my friend's couch for three months. I didn't look to the government. I didn't look for a handout. I didn't look to my parents. I didn't look for, to politicians. I looked to no one or nothing. Why? Because if you wanted something in life, you shut up and you worked for it. That's what you did. And it's how you get things done. It's how you learn. You don't look for the easy way out. You ask yourself the question, what can I do to make progress? I didn't go to books, which I, I, I very much support books and education, right? And, and now so more than ever, right? But the right ones. I didn't wait around for someone to hand it to me. I went and I searched. I didn't ask for free education. I paid for it, right? If I didn't have the money, I drove. I remember every Friday and Saturday night, I'd get off work at five or, you know, five or six o'clock. I would drive home. I'd shower. I'd eat. I'd get back in my car and I'd go drive for Uber till three or four o'clock in the morning, right? 
I was literally working on, on from Fridays, I would start work at 8 a.m. I'd work all day and I would not go to bed until about four o'clock in the morning, right? What's that, 20 hours of work with a one or two hour break in there? Every weekend, sat Fridays and Saturdays. And Sundays, I would get a good night's sleep and I'd do the whole thing all over again. And I would stop by goodwill before work. Like I'm telling you this so that you understand that what I have today and what has shaped my views of America, what has shaped my views politically, what has shaped my views of how you're supposed to live is the fact that I lived it for almost a decade. And just now, I'm going to be 27 in February. Just now, am I finally, you know, making it good? Have a good life. And so people look at this and people hear me and they say, Josh, and we're going to talk about why I got into politics here in a second. They say, Josh, how can you be so ruthlessly cruel? How can you say the government shouldn't hand out money? How should you say there should be no stimulus checks? How should you say, you know, that pe people shouldn't have these things? Why, why do you think that the rich shouldn't pay more taxes? I'm like, because I was that poor person. I was the one that was broke. I was the one that had $50 to my account or to my name. If that, I was the one that was homeless living on my buddy's couch for three months as I tried to get my business off the ground. I was the one that duct taped my window shut. I was the one that did whatever it took. I had every reason to ask for government handouts. I had every reason to try to go get, I didn't have any money at one time for a long period of time, but I never gave up. And I never quit. And if somebody would have given me a handout, if somebody would have come along and been like, listen, it's cool. You don't got to drive till four o'clock in the morning every morning. Oh, your tire fell off your car and you don't have the money to fix it. So you got to put it on a credit card so that you can keep Ubering. Oh, it's fine. We'll take care of that for you. If somebody would have gone and robbed me of those opportunities, if somebody would have gone and just handed me money or gave me a handout, it would have robbed me of creativity. It would have robbed me of some of the most important life lessons that have gotten me to where I'm at today. It's true. And when you are in that moment, when your back is against the wall, when you don't know how you're gonna make rent that month, when you don't under, like when you can't figure something out, but you commit, you come up with ways, you will figure it out. And so that's why now fast forward, to really this past year, year and a half, where I've started to get political, people are like, Josh, why'd you get into politics? And I, I started thinking about this the other day. I was like, I never before thought politics was the answer. Literally never. So why did I all of a sudden start getting involved in politics? Why did I start to get interested in politics? Why did I think that was gonna be the solution? And it was interesting because as I thought about this, and I, I'm gonna talk about Trump here. So if you don't like Trump, you can turn it off, but it's gonna rob you of a valuable lesson. Put on your big boy pants for a second, your big girl pants. Get over yourself. Trump's not the devil, even if you hate him. All right? Suck it up. Uh, but Trump, Trump was the first politician that came in and all of a sudden made politics relevant to the entrepreneur. All of a sudden, he wasn't a politician. All of a sudden, he started getting stuff done. All of a sudden, a politician wasn't someone that sat around and did nothing. All of a sudden, the politician was the one that was coming in and making the biggest change. 
And up until this point in my life, it had always been the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur was the one that changed the world. The entrepreneur was the one that gets stuff done. The entrepreneur was the one that goes out there and creates the life that they want. The entrepreneur is the one that takes responsibility for their life, that is going to solve problems, get paid for them, and be unapologetically rich, unapologetically wealthy, and deserve it. He's not going to suck off mommy and daddy. He's not going to suck off the government. He's not going to inherit because he's a trust fund baby. The entrepreneur was going to make his own way. And all of a sudden, there was an entrepreneur in the White House. All of a sudden, there was an entrepreneur, somebody that, yes, I know he had a million-dollar loan from his, his dad, but I guarantee you 99.9% of you right now, if you had a million-dollar loan, would not turn it into what Donald Trump did. Guaranteed, because it's not money. I know plenty of people that are millionaires that, are, that end up broke or that have ended up broke. I know plenty of people that have made a million dollars or gotten million-dollar loans that are dead broke right now, okay? Like, money is not what made Donald Trump... A million-dollar loan is not what made Donald Trump rich. Inheriting money is not what made Donald Trump rich. Donald Trump became stupid wealthy because Donald Trump is an entrepreneur. Donald Trump is a problem solver. And I'm talking pre-politics right now, back when everybody loved him, okay? He created this, this massive force. And people didn't like him back then, right? Because he got too much stuff done. Then he entered the White House. And all of a sudden, politics became relevant in my life because all of a sudden there was a, a political figure where I went, you are a doer. You are someone that gets stuff done. And here's the deal. For four years, we watched Donald Trump get stuff done. Whether you like it or not, whether I liked it or not, he got stuff done. He changed politics like we didn't know was possible, right? And that excited me. I wasn't into politics before Donald Trump. I grew up politically aware. My older brother, before we pa he passed away, was very politically involved. In fact, he knew Mike Pence. Uh, he knew Congressman and campaigned for Congressman Mike Souter, uh, Mark Souter, uh, Mike, um, Mike Pence, like I said, um, Paul Ryan, um, very, very, very influential people. He was very, very uh, politically connected. And so I grew up uh, understanding uh, a lot of politics, especially local politics. My brother was very involved, right? And so even though I might not have been hugely involved in them, I was very politically informed of what was going on because my brother was, you know, I talked to my mom, we were homeschooled, we were around it all the time, right? And I had a good relationship with my brother. And for the first time, and by the way, my brother wasn't a huge fan of Trump, okay? It was interesting though. Anyway, but so all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Someone's in there. I feel represented. I feel heard. I feel like finally I can point to some political figure and be like, yep, that. He got it done. He didn't make excuses. He didn't do what every other politician did. And here's the deal. Now that Trump is inevitably, Trump will eventually leave the White House. I, I, I assume it will be January 20th. Maybe he wins it, but in four more years, uh, he'll be gone if he wins, right? Whatever, he's gonna leave the White House. And I, and I asked myself the question, am I gonna stay political? Because all of a sudden when Trump was gone, it was like kind of this, eh, whatever, it's just politics again. And I suddenly lost interest in politics, like literally overnight. After it was kind of like, okay, Trump's probably gonna lose, or well, I. And I'm just going to be super clear. There's, there was massive voter fraud. I absolutely think, no, there's massive voter fraud. If you do not understand that there's massive voter fraud, you're literally blind and you're listening to the mainstream media. The mainstream, the mainstream media is completely lie. Like it is overwhelming evidence of mass voter fraud. There is, the media is absolutely lying. Now, whether or not Trump, like none of that matters unless Trump can prove it and we actually get it passed. But the fact of the matter is, is that I do think Trump won. Absolutely, I think Trump won. I think everything points to that. I mean, we're talking like, systems that have predicted elections right 100% of the time, 100% of the time at the local level, at the state level, at the you know political level, 
uh, for the Joe Biden to get the amount of votes that he got was was it was basically statistically impossible, right? I mean, technically it could have happened, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I have I understand that Biden's probably going to be president, but whatever. And I said I'm like, okay, am I gonna am I gonna be interested in politics anymore? And what's interesting is there's so much of me that was like, no. No, Josh, there's no reason to stay there. And some of, you know, there, some of it was like, yeah, yeah, Josh, you could go start a career in politics. I probably could, right? I'd probably make a bunch of money too. But here's the deal. I was like, why, if Trump leaves, why do I even have an inkling to stay? Trump was the person that got me into politics. Trump was the one that made me give a crap about it at all because he showed me that if you're willing to be hated, if you are willing to stand up unapologetically what you believe in, if you are willing to go in there with a plan and execute on that plan above all else, you can get crazy amount of stuff done in politics. Not easy, but you can do it. And that gave me hope for the political system. So now he's gone. So why would I stay? And the reason, the only thing that has, has kept me still in this boat of, hey, maybe, maybe politics is still important a little bit for right now, or at least ma major social issues, is because freedom is under attack. And here's the deal, guys. Here's what you must understand. In order for my worldview to work, in order for me to have gone out and worked for 20 hours a day, worked for 80 or 90 hours a week, for me to be broke and live the American dream, to go out and create a seven-figure business, to make multiple six figures, to go out there and go from nothing, from living on the couch of my buddy, from having $50 in my bank account with rent coming due to going from a duct tape window on my car, for me to be able to go from that without taking a dime of money from anybody to where I'm at today, fundamentally required me to be able to be free. Fundamentally required for me to be able to operate and run a business. Fundamentally required other businesses to be able to be in business so that I can offer my services to those other businesses fundamentally required people to be able to make their own choices and for the government not to be able to shut down people's ability to make decisions. And so people ask me, they're like, Josh, why have you gotten political? Why have you stayed political? Well, the thing that started me into politics was Trump. There's no question. Watching this, this entrepreneur, watching this guy who had literally gone out there and lived the American dream, had created billions of dollars in wealth, created billions of dollars in value, go in and completely disrupt a political system that I hated so much that I thought was completely worthless beforehand, that I thought nobody could go in and get anything done in politics, that politics literally was worthless. I watched Trump go in and, and, and stir it up and change it. That's what got me into politics. But what has made me stay aware of things what has made me get so vocal about what I believe in, what has made me stand up in the face of adversity and actually stand my ground against things that I think are important, stand up against tyranny, stand up for freedom, is the fact that I want every single person to have the opportunity to go out there and create their own life, to create their own reality, to literally go out there and be able to say, I am dead freaking broke right now. I have the world against me. I have nothing going for me, but if I work hard enough, if I work smart enough, if I never, ever, ever, ever give up, I can go out and create wealth. I can go out and create a better future for my family, for my life. And the government is robbing people of that ability right now. And they are forcing people to become dependent on them. 
They're forcing it. They are literally robbing people of their greatest life experiences that one could possibly go through in the form of growth. It is that abyss where people have to face their own demons, where they have to face the things that they are scared of, where they have to go in to the unknown and they have to figure it out. The government is robbing people of that. And when you rob someone of that, you force them and you keep them poor. You keep them dependent. You take away their ability to fundamentally go become free. If I would not have had that experience, if I would have had the government come along and take away my ability to work and write me a check instead, if I would have had people giving me free money that would have killed my creativity, it would have killed my drive because I would have ended up like so many of the people that I know that still to this day are sitting at home on the couch playing video games, making $20,000 a year or $25,000 a year living off the government or making $40,000 a year playing video games or watching TV all day that are just losers doing absolutely nothing with their life. Now, if you're happy with that life, that's an entirely different story. If that's the life that you choose. But most people don't even realize that they're, that they're something greater because the government, because socialist ideas, because whoever it is that's promoting this has come to them and been like, it's okay. You shouldn't have to go through that. You shouldn't have to have it hard. You shouldn't have to have it struggle. No, if you want something in life, you've got to work for it. You've got to earn that. You want, you don't want to know why I have absolutely no shame with being like, yo, I make great money. Yo, I'm going to be overwhelmingly wealthy because nobody can take that from me. Nobody can come and say, oh, you couldn't have done that without the government. You couldn't have done that without a handout. No, mother effer. I did that myself. I worked for that. You cannot take that away from me. That is mine forever. I get to own the fact that I came from nothing and I am self-freaking made. And when you rob a man from the ability to go and do that, you rob him of his manhood. You, when you rob a woman from that, you rob her of her, her ability to say, I can overcome. And you, you can be like, oh, Josh, that's not the only way to do it, right? Oh, there's other ways to feel, you know, to do this. Shouldn't we go and strive to where people shouldn't have to go through that? I don't know. Because if you could go and rewind my life right now and you could say, Josh, you could still get to where you're at today, but you wouldn't have to go through that. I wouldn't change it because it made me who I am. Because guess what? The lessons I learned along the way are gonna get me to the next level and the next level and the next level. And when I'm worth a, a few hundred million dollars, and I have no, maybe, maybe I'll never choose that, right? I'll, if I wanna be a billionaire, I can be a billionaire. It's just a choice. You, just can, you can choose to be a billionaire. You can choose to be worth hundred million. You can choose to be worth 10 million. You can choose to be rich. You can choose to be poor. It is a choice. It is a choice with your actions. It is a choice with your mindset. It is a choice with your words. It is a choice with how you live your life. It is a choice with how you treat people. It's a choice with how you treat money. It's a choice with how you treat work. It's, a it's all a choice, okay? So when I'm sitting on however much wealth I've created, when I have affected as many people's lives as I wanna change, I can look at that and, and I can say, you know what, I chose this. And because of the strength and the grace of God, and because God gave me the ability to have a sound mind, and because I was a good steward of what I was given, you can't take that away. You'll never get to rob me of that. I could lose everything tomorrow. And if I lost absolutely everything tomorrow, if I went back to dead broke and lost absolutely everything, would I look to the government? No. Would I ask the government for a stimulus check? No. Would I go to anybody else and ask for a handout? No. I would rather live under a bridge homeless. Why? Because... I take responsibility for my life. And so when the government comes along and when the government says, no, you cannot operate your business. No, you must stay locked down. No, we're gonna tax you at outrageous rates. 
No, we're going to take away your ability to choose. No, you must get a vaccine. No, you must. When they say you can't or you must, that's a problem. When they take away my ability to run, a, when they take away anybody's ability to, to run a business, make my own choices, go to the grocery store or not. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And I've watched hundreds of people on my Facebook newsfeed. I've watched thousands of business owners in the news. And I've heard of and read about literally 60% of businesses that are not going to reopen because of COVID shutdowns that could have been avoided if the government just wouldn't have locked everybody down. Would Totally would have been fine. We could have left everything open. We would have had a, probably better results than we have now with COVID. But no, the government took it all away. So you ask why I got political. You ask why I'm so vocal about what I believe. Here's the deal, guys. I'm going to be just fine. Why? Because I've already gone through my own abyss. Because if I had to start over from scratch, I still know that I'd be rich someday. Because the amount of money I have in my bank account does not determine whether or not I would be successful. Where I live, what I drive, where, where I live, those don't determine my success. I do. And I have that mindset. So I'm not worried about me with the government lockdowns. I'm not worried about me with the government, uh, you know, forced business closures and mass mandates and the ridiculous government overreach. I'm not worried about me. I'll figure it out because I'm an entrepreneur. That's what we do. I'm a free thinker. That's what we do. We adapt, we change, we go. And we spot opportunities and we take them because I've studied it, because I've learned, because I have a bookshelf of how to make money and manage money and how wealth is created and how relationships are created. I'm not worried about me, but I look around and I go, you think that the most charitable thing that you can do, you think that the thing that's gonna help people the most, you think that the thing that is the most caring and most loving is to shut down the economy and rob someone of their ability to go through their own abyss, to face their own demons and to go through their own struggles and go and create wealth in their life. You think that is the most charitable thing because I think that is the most evil, disgusting thing from the pits of hell to rob somebody from their ability to go out and produce. To give somebody something for free when they didn't earn it. You're taking away the satisfaction that it feels to go out there and to go and create your own reality, to go out there and create your own life, to earn it and to create your world how you see fit. Now, I understand and I, I really do understand that there are people in need. I really do understand that there are people in horrible situations that actually need help. A hundred percent, I understand that. I understand that there is a woman out there with three or four kids in an abusive relationship that's just been beat and her husband left her for nothing. She probably needs help. And the message that she needs to hear is not just work harder. I understand that. But I also believe that if you had a healthy functioning society, if you had a, 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 a churches in the community, you had people in the community that were wealthy, that they're going to give of their money, money and their time to go help people like that. I believe that charities, private charities will come along. You know why I think that wealthy people will give to charity? Because I give to multiple different charities every single month. I support children over in other countries. I always pay for, like I'm a very charitable person and I don't even make great, great money compared to the wealthy people. I know people that give tens of thousands of dollars every year, every month even to different charitable organizations. I know people that give away millions and millions of dollars to charities that they believe in that are not even church organizations to help women that have been beaten and abused to help people that are on drugs recover, to help kids without fathers. And if we 
fostered a community that said, hey, we're gonna teach the values of hard work. We're gonna teach the values of personal responsibility. We're gonna teach the values that say, you know what? You don't get to have everything that you want in life if you don't work for it. You don't get to have a bigger TV or an Xbox system right now if you don't have the money and you've got bills to pay. You don't get to have a nicer car. You don't get to go spend time with family over Christmas. You don't get to have nice presents unless you've done the work and say, you know what? But that's temporary. Sacrifice now. If we instill those values, I believe the entire world would change. And so I don't think, like I, I fundamentally believe that the political system is broken, that the government is broken, that politics is basically worthless and that politics basically literally ruins everything. In fact, I, the other day, I think I realized the fundamental difference between people like me and people that uh, you know, support uh, the government, you know, basically Democrats versus Republicans is that the Democrats fundamentally trust the government and the Republicans fundamentally don't. Probably at the simplest form. If you fundamentally trusted the government, if you actually thought the government had your best interest in mind, then I could understand why you'd want to pay more taxes, why you'd trust the vaccine, why you somehow, somehow magically think the lockdowns were a good idea. Newsflash, they're not. Ever, 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 ever are the lockdowns a good idea. Ever, ever, ever. Let me be so clear on that. Never were the lockdowns a good idea and in no scenario did they work. But if you fundamentally trusted the government, I could understand why maybe somehow you could be delusional enough to think that the, the, the lockdowns would work. Why? Because if the government said so. And if you truly believe that the government had people's best interest in mind, but they don't. They're power hungry people that do not care about you. And so- when I look at this and I go, okay, I don't, I hate politics. I don't want to be involved in politics. I don't want to post about political issues. But when the, the government is so big, when the government is literally stripping people of their basic fundamental freedoms, their basic fundamental ability to go out there and provide for their family, when they take away their fundamental basic decisions on how they're going to live their life, I sit back and I go, at some point, I must stand up for the people right now that are struggling, the people right now that are in their own abyss, the people right now that are dead broke, but they've still taken responsibility for their life and said, I'm trying, I'm doing whatever it takes. I want them to know that I'm out there saying, good on you, man, good on you, woman. I love you and I support you and I'll pray for you. And if you need help, I can point you in the right direction but you are owning your life. And by the way, I'm gonna fight for you. I'm not gonna fight for the person who's not gonna take personal responsibility of their life. If you're a lazy bum sitting on the couch collecting a government paycheck while playing Xbox, you deserve to be broke. You deserve that. If you are a lazy bum that is lying on the couch watching TV or not being the father or the mother that you should be, not taking personal responsibility for your life, you get what you get because you have the ability to go change your life. But if you're actively out there trying, if you are actively out there trying to make a better life for you, for your child, for your spouse, for your family, if you're actively out there trying, I applaud you, I commend you, and I will stand up for your freedom and your right to be able to go and do that because that is what America is all about. That is what freedom is all about. That is what it means to take personal responsibility for your life. And that, like that type of mentality is actually gonna go out there and make a fundamental difference in the world. And those are the type of values that I believe that we should promote. I love... Bringing this full circle, I love having a podcast. I love having a show. I love doing stuff like this. Why? Because it allows me to voice my opinions. I'm not trying to get you to buy the latest earpiece or, or whatever because I need to get paid for it. No, I have a business. I take responsibility for my life and I don't need your approval. 
I don't need your support to be like, oh, please pay me $3 to get it. If I provide you real value, I know money will come. I have a business. I take personal responsibility for my life. I'm smart with my money and I support anybody else that is going to go out there and try to do those same things. I love having a podcast because it allows me to get these things out. And I, I ask you, if you agree with this message, if you support what I support, please share this out. Please hit the like button, hit the love button, leave a comment. The more comments we get, the more likes we get, the more shares we get, the more people see this message. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. These are the fastest things to help grow this message. I'm not here to try to make a quick buck off of people. I'm not here to try to just convince you to give me some money. I'm here because I'm standing up for what I believe in. And I have this show so I can go stress test my ideas and I can say, hey, I've been through what you're going through. If you are broke, believe me, I understand it. It sucks. It sucks so bad to be broke. It does. Being broke is not fun. So change it. And if you're trying, believe me, I've been there and I applaud you. I do. And I don't, there's not one path to getting rich. There's a million different ones that you can choose. And if you're happy broke, by the way, if you like to be broke, if you are totally happy with your life choices and you are broke, by all means, Man, if you're happy, if you're content, if you're living how God's called you to live, I just, I applaud you 100%. That's true happiness right there. That's fulfillment. I love it. So anyway, why did I get political? That's why I got political. Thank Trump for getting me political. But thank the insanity of the government for keeping me here. Thank the insanity of people wanting to take away freedoms, basic personal freedoms for me standing up and getting loud. Guys, I have a company called Think Different Theory. You guys know it. Two parts of the company. One's a podcast, one's a show. The other teaches people how to take responsibility for their life. It teaches you how to build freedom businesses. It teaches you how to go out there. And I've been very, very blessed to be able to build a seven-figure business, to be able to be able to take home pay, multi-six figures, to be able to create consistent sustainability in my business and in my life by serving people. If you want to learn how to do more about that, Get on my email list, watch one of my trainings, sign up for the 1000 Academy. Thinkdifferenttheory.com slash playbook will get you on the list and it'll get you a mindset playbook. I've invested this year alone, guys. I literally just wrote, in fact, uh, hold on. When is this airing? Do, do, do. On, okay. So in two days from right now, I will have completed uh, the, the final deposit or the final payment for my mindset coach comes out this year. $60,000 this year alone, I've invested into my mindset. $60,000. $5,000 a month, okay? I know a thing or two because I've learned a thing or two by investing in mentors and coaches. If you want to learn how to create freedom in your life, if you want to go out there and learn how to build a freedom business, go to thinkdifferenttheory.com slash playbook, sign up for the MindShift playbook, reach out to my team, reach out to me, tell you more about the 1000 Academy or go to joshfordcom slash 1000. I have a 12-month membership. It's super, super freaking awesome. I'm not here to pitch you on it, by the way. If you want it, it's not. But... That's what I believe in. I believe in hard freaking work. I actually believe in smart work, by the way. I think there's a way to work super smart and get way more done than working hard, but I believe in hard, smart work. But you know what? Smart work didn't get me to where I'm at today. Hard work did. And I was smart after I worked hard. I worked smart after I learned how to put in the hours. The only reason I became smart is because I worked dumb for thousands, literally thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. And when you pay your dues, when you put in the hard work, when you go the extra mile, when you are intentional about becoming wealthy, when you are intentional about making money, it is impossible 
not to if you just keep it up, if you just don't quit. And that's the beauty of America. And I would ask you, every one of us needs to stand up against anyone or any government entity or anybody or anything that would take that away, take the ability for somebody else to do that away from them. We need to stand up against that. All right? All right, guys. Hopefully that gives you a little sneak peek into the mind, well, into my mind and into understanding what I believe and what has made me into the person that I, or who I am today and why I, why I get vocal and stand up for the things that I stand up for. I believe men should be men. I believe women should be women. I believe that men and women alike should work hard and not look to the government and not look to anybody else. And I understand that some people need it and I fully support government programs and, and, and charitable programs to help people that are truly in need. But I would venture to say that about 80 to 90% of people that are getting government assistance or have gotten government assistance did not need it. They could have gone out and they could have gone through that abyss. They could have gone through the thing that would have made them a better person, that would have made them more wealthy, that would have given them tools and skill sets and a mindset that would have served them for life. But instead, a handout robbed them of that. And that's really sad to me. Guys, that's all I've got for you. As always, hustle, hustle, God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different are going to be the ones that change the world. Make sure to hit that like button, that love button, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review, and I will see you guys next time. I love you all, and I'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace. <laughs>